0: Here we are beginning the final segment of the show for today. We'll take you to the bottom of the hour. And then it'll be game night. Scott Marsh, the high flyer, Henry Turner will have that. I know Scott is a uh, longtime Dodger fan. He'll be anxious for tonight. You got so many Giants fans in the area as well as uh, we're getting closer to the fifth and deciding game uh, between these two teams. So uh, we will have Kings basketball tonight right here on k and, and we promise you during the game, we'll keep you as up to date as we possibly can on the baseball game as well. So, uh, we've got all that coming your way. Uh, we'll still have the crossover before we wrap things up and coming up in just a few moments. Uh, we're going to look back at some of the uh, the bigger moments in recent memory in these ge- these teams in these deciding games like this. Now, they've never played. We said it earlier. Vince Scully said this is the, the biggest game in the history of this rivalry. It sure feels like it. Um, two tremendous teams, two great seasons, and one is going to come to an end. Uh, after tonight Uh, we told you about the Dodgers going to Corey Kniebel as the starter kind of a a late switch during the middle of the day a lot of people talking about this feel like the Dodgers may be overthinking this but that is what they're going with they have led themselves up to plenty of scrutiny on making this decision instead of going with Julio Urias who was uh, able to go and scheduled at some point likely to pitch Uh, we are waiting and waiting and waiting on the Giants lineup they have just released that about 10 minutes ago, and it looks like the Giants are, in fact, going to have three left-handed bats in the lineup, including Tommy Lastella to lead off. Now, that may be his only plate appearance today, and that's why we said when you do this opener, some people say it kind of feels like then it's the sixth inning or seventh inning already in the, in the beginning of the game. So how will each team approach that? If Kniebel gets in trouble, how quickly does Dave Roberts pull him? Um, how quickly do the Dodgers get to that left-handed bat? to try to counter uh, some of the left-handed bats that are in the lineup, at least to start. So maybe there's only one plate appearance for Tommy Listella, who is working on that injury um, to his Achilles. He is batting, let's see, in the series, 375. Uh, Ruff is batting second. He does not have a hit in the series to this point. Buster Posey is batting third. I think that's an interesting spot for Buster. He's batted third. He's batted fourth in this lineup. If you have him third, he is going to bat in that first inning um, he is the one that's hit Urias very well, um, but they've put him third. Crawford is going to bat fourth. They've got Chris Bryant, who's got uh, batting four sixty-two in this series at the moment. Uh, Crawford's at two fifty, Posey is at three thirteen. Bryant's had some singles. Uh, he is batting fifth. Yaz will bat sixth. He does not have a hit in this series, so that's a, another one of the left-handed bats that's in the lineup along with Estella and Crawford. And then Flores... Uh, who also is hitless in the series, Longoria, who doesn't have a lot of hits, batting 143, but still the biggest hit to date, and then Logan Webb. So that is the uh, group. Dodgers go with Betts, Seager, Trey Turner, Smith, Justin Turner, Lux, Bellinger, Taylor, and to start Knievel, Um and then Listella, Ruff, Posey, Crawford, Bryant, Yastrzemski, Flores, Longoria, and Logan Webb. All right, so here we go. We get to this spot, right, the decider, the the important Final game, what do teams do in these last games? What moments are made? What memories have been uh, created out of these we We found some stuff, we dug some stuff in the archives and, and you know if we'd done the work before, we want to repurpose some of these things and play them for you because I just collect all these things and, and hang on to them. So might as well utilize them again let's let's start with the giants side of things in in these kind of critical win or go home games in in the most recent memory we're not going in the way, way back machine, but we'll go back to kind of in their run. Uh, 2012. If we think back to October 11th, 2012, Giants in a deciding NLDS game five, they're playing the Reds in Cincinnati. Uh, We talked about how important it is to score first in a lot of these things. Well, the Giants uh, definitely did that.
1: Swing, line, drive, base hit down the right field line. The ball dug out of the corner by... Bruce, here's the relay to Phillips. Scoring is Blanco. The throw goes to third. Way offline. A stand-up triple for Brandon. Crawford has given the Giants a one-to-nothing lead.
2: It came from each other. It came from everybody.
0: You know, just going out there and, and really we, we just went out there to play, to play together more. We love the game. We love each other. And um, you know, having fun out there. There's a swing,
1: more. a long high fly ball deep to left field, and Buckford Dick! Goodbye! buster posey the giants have scored six in the fifth inning we got a bunch of fighters
0: i don't think anybody gave up we're getting worked over offensively pretty well came out swinging the best better yesterday and we're able to get just enough across today to to get it done another three two pitch on the way runners go again and it is called strike three the throw to third the tag got him at
1: third and it's a double play the strikeout and then Jay Bruce, gunned down by Buster Posey, two away. What oh, a risky play. What a risky
2: play. Our guys were making pitches when they had to. Uh, Affelt, uh, Romo, uh, Canto's, all of them did a, a great job the whole series.
1: And a swing and a miss, and Romo strikes out Roland. The San Francisco Giants will advance to the NLCS. What a comeback the first team ever in division play in the National League to overcome a 2-0 deficit and advance
2: to the NLCS. We weren't ready to go home, and uh, the message uh, kept going across, and uh, these guys uh, played inspiring baseball. The three games to do what we did, is, uh, it's, I guess it's history. It's been done in Giant history.
0: All right, so that was back in 2012 NLDS Game 5, Giants- Beat Cincinnati. That game was scoreless until the 5th. You heard the two runs and then the buster slam. Broke that game open. 6 nothing. You're feeling great. Well, that game still got to a situation where the Giants won 6-4. They were two on with just one out in the ninth. after the Reds made it 6-4. But then uh, Romo got those last two outs. And so in 2012 in the NLDS, a winner-go-home Game 5 after the Giants were down two games to none, one Game 3, one Game 4. Then they won Game 5. Uh, to advance. Same year, 2012, NLCS, Game 7, Cardinals and Giants. Uh, This one, uh, the Giants got a run in the first, a run in the second, then they just blew this thing wide open. This one ended up being a low-stress victory for the Giants. Magic.
1: Line drive into left field, a base hit. Coming in to score, Scudero, Sandoval right behind him. Jay overruns it. They're gonna wave in. Buster Posey scores all the way from first. Destiny. Crawford, it's a high topper near the bag at second. Cosma throws home, not in time. Everybody's safe, and it's 6-0. Orange October. October. Scudero at second. Under it, back pedals. He's got it. The giants the pennant. 22nd time in the long history of the Giants they have won the National League pennant and they did it the hard way for sure they did it in a way that nobody's ever done before they had to win six must win games facing elimination to do it three times against the Reds and now three more times against the Cardinals one game away from being sent home for a long winter Six times, and the Giants won all six.
2: It's the fall classic. This is a special group. They had that never-say-die attitude. <laughs> they didn't want to go home. They found a way to get it done.
0: Tigers. Giants.
3: We're not down yet. Plenty of
0: work
4: to do. But look at these faces right now. That's yeah. what's up.
0: Verlander. Zito. May the torture continue. <laughs> It's funny to listen back on those, again, stuff that we've had, that we used before, that we repurpose here, that uh, back to 2012, October 22nd, Giants in that Game 7, beat the Cardinals 9 to nothing. But as you heard, remember, they were down 2-0 to the Reds, rallied to win three. They were down 3-1 to the Cardinals. They won the next three. They were in those deciding games. The next time the Giants organization kind of been in a one-game, winner-take-all situation was 2014 in the wild card game, we take you to October first of 2014, and the Giants are taking on the Pirates.
1: And the curveball is hit high and deep to right field. It is gone. Brandon Crawford silences the crowd here in Pittsburgh with a grand slam.
0: That was huge for us. That won the game for us. I mean, it took pressure off of everyone. You know, we were in a good chance to. We had a good chance to score a run. So a four-nothing lead early. That was that was huge.
2: It's really hard to pitch a better game than what Madison did. Uh, you know, we had the right guy out there and you know, executed all night against a tough lineup. Uh, you know, tough place to win here in Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, so you think about and there's Bochi there at the end talking about Mad Bum. That the, that game again, another low-stress game, nothing's really going on until the 4th Crawford hits the slam. You build that four-nothing lead, they tack on more, 8-nothing. It, it wasn't the dramatic one game wild card, you know, down to the last at-bat by any means. They got dominant pitching, uh good hitting and uh they win. And so you think about in that World Series run we mentioned in 12 in 10, 12 and 14 and 10, there was no elimination games. In 12, the Giants had a game five at Cincinnati. Also the game seven in the NLCS against the Cardinals. And we go to 14, the wild card game, just to, just to kind of get further into the pool. The Giants did. They got the win and uh, moved on past Pittsburgh. That set them up to ultimately get to the World Series, the biggest moment of the year, right? They're taking on the Royals, trying to win yet again, and uh, so much was going on in this game and at this time. I have I've many recollections, many memories of this. Uh, we take you back to October 29th, 2014. Uh, it's a game seven. So, you know, obviously the, what's at stake there here for the Giants. But uh, what I like about this, this is going to be a little twist on this one. Uh, this is going to be the Kings and Warriors opening night, right, for the season. So you have Kings fans, Warrior fans wanting the Giants to win uh, this is the G-Man calling the Kings game, but also the Giants winning the World Series.
3: Derek Williams picking up his first personal foul. I'll tell you, G-Man, you're not the only one watching, looking at sections below. People are looking Man in the
0: suites, suites. all around all the arena you're right. watching Look the Look at game. that.
3: They're standing. They're huddled. There are literally hundreds of people, all of the suites around the arena. And there it is. The Kings reaction, no, apparently not. I thought they had it. Perez is at the plate.
0: I think the fans they got full of, off It was a foul tip. Everybody yeah. jumped the gun. Someone started it, and the whole crowd re- <laughs> reacted.
3: It's 49-44. The first free throw good from Clay Thompson here with 25 seconds to play in the half. Foul pop up. Third baseman Samuel. There it is. You hear the reaction. The San Francisco Giants have won the World Series. Madison Bumgarner out of the bullpen. The free throw was good. The Kings turn it over. But Stousker steals it back. He tips it to Cousins, far right side. But he was on the sideline. His toe was there. It'll end up being Warriors ball with 17 seconds to go. Tell me there aren't a lot of baseball fans in Sacramento. The Giants, who of course now have an alliance with the Rivercats. And there's the announcement from Scott Hope. For those who didn't know, they now do know that San Francisco has prevailed. Game 7, World Series on the road in Kansas City. And Bumgarner out of the bullpen, absolutely masterful.
0: Stuff when legends are made right there. Mad Bum in the deciding game has to come into the bullpen. And I remember that so well about everybody at the arena. And that's what I speculated on to start the show today. The Kings and Laker fans that are coming to the game tonight, obviously you're going to have Dodger fans in this building. You're going to have Giants fans in this building, and it's watching a preseason game. It's going to probably have a lot of the same feel like that did. Now, that was the World Series and a regular season game, but it was Kings and Warriors, so you had a lot of fans of the Giants specifically for that one and uh, just a true, genuine reaction. A lot of people turning around and looking at suites and watching cameras or watching televisions and people following the phones and the score, um, and then ultimately, as you heard, the announcement uh, by Scott Moak, and then the overall celebration uh, by the fans here uh, in Sacramento. So those are some of the, the situations the Giants have been in, in those must-win Winner go home. They've been really good at that since 2010. So if you think about it from their perspective, we gave you 2012. They beat Cincinnati 6-4 to uh, in a game five. They beat uh, the Cardinals 9 nothing in a game seven. In the wild card game, they beat Pittsburgh 8 to nothing. That one was the last one we just played was the most stressful. A 3-2 win. Giants scored first. They were up 2 nothing after three. But then the Royals tied it at two in the bottom of the third. And by the end of the game, the uh, Giants got one more run in the fourth. That was it. And that's where Mad Bum had to come in and save the day, and he did exactly that. Now, conversely, if we go back to the Dodgers, when they've been making the playoffs here, of course, they had won the division eight consecutive years. Uh, If we go back to 2015, that's the first time they were in kind of one of these must-win-or-go-home situations. And the first time they were in it, October 15, 2015, it wasn't good for the Dodgers. They lost to the Mets 3-2. to Mets scored first in that one. Dodgers, though, in fact, had a 2-1 lead after one. This was a home game for L.A. Uh, after six innings, it was 3-2, and there were no more runs in the game. So the Dodgers' first opportunity with some of the players from this group, they lost in a must-win or go-home game back in 2015. We go to 2016, the Dodgers, in the Game 5 of the NLDS. They were taking on Washington. The Nationals... Went up one nothing in that one. The Dodgers would score 4 in the 7th. L.A. would win 4-3. to three. You know who got the win in that game? Julio Urias. He got the win, um, helping them in that Game 5 situation back in 2016. So they're in it in 15. They're in it in 16. So far, they're 1-1. One one. We take you to 2017. This was the World Series. And it was Game 7 against the Astros. In fact... Uh, that's the last time we've had two 100 teams 100-win teams play each other like the Dodgers and the Giants are playing in the playoffs. 2017 was the last time that happened. Astros had a two-run first, a three-run second. That's all they would need. They would win 5-1 to one in that deciding game in 2017. And, of course, Houston would be the World Series champs after that. So the Dodgers go through it three years in a row. Uh, they're 1-2 and two at this point. They go through it again in 2018 when they were taking on the Milwaukee Brewers. They had to do this one on the road. They were down one nothing early after one, scored the next five runs in the game, and they beat Milwaukee back in October of 2018 5-1. to 2019 NL Division Series, Game 5 against the Nats. Uh, this one would go 10 innings, and the Nationals would win. 7-3. to So the Dodgers have been in this a lot, and then we give you one more time. Last year, 2020, uh, the NLCS, where the Dodgers were down three games to one to Atlanta, they won game five, they won game six, they're in that deciding game seven, and again, Julio Urias got the win in that game. Dodgers won 4-3 over Atlanta uh, after trailing 2 nothing early in that game, but ultimately won it 4-3. to So what to expect tonight? I think it's anybody's guess. I hope we have the drama. I hope we have the all the anticipation that we've been talking about, the hype we've been building up. I just hope we have more of these great iconic uh, memories for those that go to the park, for those that are playing in the game and just adding to this, to this rivalry. And when you think about the great rivalries in sports, there are moments, there are defining games that take you back uh, Whether a lot of these to me feel like they're college rivalries, but sometimes we get them in pro sports and you know, there's there's different pockets of these rivalries that are great. We know here in Sacramento, uh, the early 2000s, the Kings and Lakers, who are playing tonight here, that tri- I mean, it was great basketball. Now, since then, the Lakers have moved on. to It feels like the Lakers have a lot of rivals because a lot of people are trying to beat them. They've got a long history of success, and people are trying to chase them down, much like the Dodgers to some extent. I mean, they won a ton of games over the years, not as many World Series as they would have liked to, And here come the Giants just kind of sneaking in on those uh, even years in the early 2010, 2012, and 2014. And that whole run, the Dodgers hadn't won since 88 until last year. So tonight's going to provide all the stuff that um, those two sides talk about when you you have friends or family that brag about their team, their franchise, what they do well, uh, and you get the other one to rag on you for whatever reason it might be. I think the bragging rights here, will, the winner is going to be talking about this for a long, long time, and I think that's what another one of the reasons that makes it so great. For really. decades? For decades, Chris. Decades. I, know you, I know you weren't buying that. Why weren't you buying that?
4: You know how long a decade is, don't you? I'm still going with 10 years. Okay, so multiple 10 years. So at least 20 years yes. from now. Yes. In 2041, someone's going to say, hey, don't you remember that Giants-Dodgers game?
0: in series i believe so
4: they're gonna say like hey remember when baseball used to be a sport in america
0: (laughs) well uh how far removed are we from uh the the game you've already referenced today and many other times the or the series the yankees red sox
4: uh still hasn't been decades how long has it been it's been 15 years
0: so in five years you're done with it 17 years maybe nah we're not done with that series
4: people might be still haven't still haven't gotten there uh, okay i think we're safe I think we're safe. And plus, on top of that, that was something that's never been done before. Well, neither is this. We've never
0: had two 100 uh, win teams in the same division uh, play each other that are rivals like this. never happened. The no, last people time. People don't
4: care about that. Okay.
0: Well, did pe- why would why did people care about that? Because it was Yankees Red Sox. And I think it, was, if that it was... was
4: three games to none.
0: I know, but I think if that was Brewers um, Braves. Three zero 0 It would have been like, oh yeah, I remember when the whoever came back from 3 nothing. it wouldn't have been as significant. I agree. It's the rivalry.
4: I agree. Yeah. But and no one's it. talking about the 2003 ALCS, are they?
0: Nope. Not as much. Mm. But isn't that where they actually fought? Was it 03 or 02 yeah, that they 03 fought? 03 that they fought. Yeah. I think that's what they remember. Um, or at least that's that, that all gets lumped in
4: to part of the rivalry. No one's talking about the 99 ALCS. That was decades ago no one I mean I just brought it up but it's not yeah. like it's a it's a topic right
0: well they also have had multiples that doesn't happen for I mean this if if the Dodgers and Giants start to have a lot of these maybe there'll be a bigger one or a better one but right now we've never seen anything better than
4: this so if that were to happen that means we wouldn't be talking about this in decades would we potentially
0: but considering we've never seen it i don't know if we'll see it again
4: all right certainly at I this would, level i think we should make a bet on it nope a hot chip No. If in 20 years people are not talking about this, one of us has to eat a hot chip.
0: I won't even do that. I won't even do that. Because all I have to do is talk about it. Okay. To say people are talking about it. All right. You would be a person talking about it. Yes. Well, I'd I'd get someone else to vouch for me. I'd get my guy, uh, Evan, who loves me. Our pizza delivery guy. Um, All right. Let's go to, I I think what you just said, though, is going to lead into the crossover quite nicely. Here's today's uh, crossover from the morning show on the Carmichael Dave Show. Let's find out right now with the crossover. Do you believe it? Here's today's crossover. Crossover
1: time, Jason Ross. Who was a boss? Question for you. So,
0: Jay is a Dodger fan. Fact. I am a Giants fan. We Fact. already know I'm the better person, but that's not my question. Jay and I have
1: both kind of mutually agreed that tomorrow we'll cover the game, but we're not going to talk a lot of garbage because one of us is going to be crushed.
0: What is the most painful sports bet, not cash, sports bet you've ever lost, Or and or what's the most fun bet you've ever won? All right. See, Chris, this is going to be one I think it's more in your wheelhouse because I think uh, we're, we are different kind of uh, sports bettors, I would say. I just wouldn't even put myself in that position to I, – I don't get joy out of taking uh, winning a bet from a friend or losing a bet. So I just – I'm I'm not in those. Do you, uh, and I know you do that a lot. I don't yeah. know about a lot, but you do that.
4: I usually lose them.
0: Yeah, and I just don't – I don't have fun with that. I'd rather um, – I don't know the last time I made a sports bet, but um, win from a, a house, a casino or something. And certainly if you lose, you have to give that back to them. But I can't even think of the last time I did that. But I, I, I've never had joy in, oh, I beat my friend and they owe me this or they have to do that. I just, I, I don't like that. That's not in my wheelhouse at all.
4: I'm still owed a meal at Mulvaney's over a sports bet that I made. How long ago? Uh, Like right before the pandemic.
0: So almost a well, year and a half, year plus? Yeah where where's that left has there been discussions besides like that's a weird one like it feels like you should bring that up but i don't think you should have to
4: yeah it's one of those oh i bring it up like hey when are we doing this like uh i gotta get some time
0: <laughs> um yeah i don't i don't i don't have that I don't i'm really trying to have think
4: a, of a good one
0: uh, the only one i was thinking of this would be back to he said it can't be cash this was one i i thought of Uh, from college that I I like to tell this story every once in a while. There was a game, uh, six roommates at the time, and um, UCLA was playing like Arizona State, and UCLA wasn't very good in football that year, but I said, I think there were something like 15-point underdogs at home. And I said, I've never seen this team lose that badly at the Rose Bowl to anybody. And I think I talked all my roommates into it, and Chris, I think we, we didn't have much money at all, but whatever we had... We put in, in a little hopper, and someone knew a guy. Always somebody knows somebody. Um, but we were convinced if we won, we were going to buy in our house of uh, roommates of seven people total a big trampoline. That's what we are going to do when we won. And, of course, I think what ended up happening, it was the first time in something like 30 years that UCLA was shut out. So we lost.
4: Oh, how'd they treat you after that?
0: Uh, they thought it was a really dumb idea. <laughs> So another what's, reason. W-
4: what's great is if the plan went to fruition, if everything went right, we you would have had a, trampoline. a you would have had a trampoline <laughs> among seven people. Which
0: I don't know who ends up getting ownership of that or who would have even wanted it. We probably would have wrecked it, uh, you know, at that age. Where that we were or 20. like
4: someone would have
0: wrecked themselves. Yeah, yeah. Just a, it was a bad idea all around. It was probably the best thing to happen is that we lost. So do you have anything uh, else that you can remember along those lines?
4: Well, I did lose that hot chip bet that I'm supposed to be paying off at
0: some point. Well, that's right. You still have to get in front of your uh, rest of your fantasy members, right?
4: Yeah. The one that people still try and get me to do is put on a jersey of Manchester United. Yeah. And that's why I'm just like, no, I'm not doing that. And I it's like, want- I don't even want you. I don't want you in my team's jersey.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right, well, thank you, guys. We appreciate that for the uh, crossover. That's going to do it for us. Uh, Big baseball game coming up tonight, and certainly Kings basketball is coming your way as well with the uh, Kings and the Lakers. Game night is next with Scott Marsh and the High Flyer, Henry Turner. Uh, We'll be back with Kings Live pregame. Uh, Thanks so much for listening right here on Sports 1140, KHDK.